Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to a PCF podcast. We believe listening to the Word of God will change your life. God bless you as you continue listening to this podcast. Well, hello PCF. In this uh, this time of lockdown, we're hearing a lot of talk about people under strain, people frustrated, close to burnout, other people are dry, just giving so much. Others feel like they're being pruned. And today I want to suggest something that might help with that. And my, t- my title is, Are You Being Dressed? Now, I'm not talking about what you're wearing necessarily. I know some of you might be in PJs when you're listening to this. But um, hopefully it will become clear as we go along. Um, we're going to be in John's Gospel. In chapter 14, Jesus is talking about leaving this earth, leaving the disciples And obviously they get a bit crestfallen about that. What what are they going to do when he's not here? How are they going to survive? Who's who's going to tell them what to do? And he reassures them in lots of ways. For example, he talks about the Holy Spirit in John 14, I think, verse 16 onwards. He talks about his peace. It's a special peace, his shalom peace. And um, I did a wee video on that, which I think is still on the line. And that's in verse 27. But the one I want to look at today is uh, is the start of John 15 and the very, very end of John 14. Because Jesus says this, he says, come on, let's leave. So they start going somewhere and they start walking. And the experts think that as they went, they must have passed through or gone near a, a vineyard. And as Jesus so often did, he used the context for his teaching. So John 15, chapter one, he says this, I'm the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You're already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. And neither can you bear fruit unless... You remain in me. I'm the vine and you're the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he'll bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. You can't have any spiritual fruit. And if anyone doesn't remain in me, he's like a branch that's thrown away and withers. And such branches are picked up. They're thrown into the fire and they're burned. Amen. You can read the rest of it uh, for yourself. By way of background, in in John 14, Jesus mentions his father no fewer than 23 times in one chapter. You'll know some of the the scriptures. Jesus says, I'm the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father but by me. You'll know other ones. In my father's house, in in my father's house, there are many mansions. There's room for you. I'm going to go away and prepare a place for you. So in the context of them being concerned that he's going, what he's saying here, I think, is don't worry when I go, my father will take care of you. I think he's saying to them, think of it like this. I'm the vine, my father is the vine dresser, not gardener, by the way. If you've got gardener in your Bible, score it out and write vine dresser because it's just wrong. And it's actually very important for us to see this context, to understand something about vineyards and vines. Otherwise, you can miss what Jesus is saying. 
The vine dresser is a specialist role, especially in a family vineyard. He has these vines for his whole life. And he gets to know each one. He knows what it needs. He cares for each one individually. He works nearly all year round on his vineyard. And he knows what he's doing. He knows where they'll grow best. He knows where to put them to get the, in the best soil. He knows where to put them for the wind to come and dry them out, where, for the sun to shine and grow the fruit. He knows where, where the rain can come. And, uh, and replenish them, all to, all to get the best fruit. The point is he knows them and he cares for them individually. So this is speaking of relationship with them, if you like, and an attitude to them, as well as activity. I think it's a brilliant analogy. My father is the vine dresser. Now, I know that we don't get many vines in Poynton, so it's a kind of alien concept to most of us. But Jesus wanted them to catch something here. He was going, but they were going to be looked after. And I see that in three ways. Number one, like a vine dresser loves and cares for his vines. So my father will look after you, he says. Number two, he says, you are branches. He says in, in verse five, I am the vine, you're the branches. So you don't need to battle for that position. You don't need to struggle and strive. You don't need to earn it or even deserve it. Jesus is saying, you actually are my branches. And thirdly, I think he's saying that as branches, you're connected with me. So stay connected and my life will flow through you and you'll produce fruit because that's what ultimately the vine dresser is looking for. The father wants fruit. So if you're going through a tough time, know this. The vine dresser cares for you. He's actively involved in our lives by the Holy Spirit. And in order to, to explain this and understand it better, just think about what dressing the vines involved. Some branches need redirecting. Just think of a vineyard and nice rows. Some branch sticks out into the path. Well, there's danger of damage, obviously, and getting snapped off. So he would carefully draw it back and lift it up into the right direction. That's called dressing the vine. And in our life, sometimes we're going the wrong way. Sometimes we need to be turned around. Sometimes we need to be refocused. Maybe that's what's happening to you at the moment. Maybe you're being dressed by the vine dresser. Other branches need pruning. When you prune a branch, you usually get two new branches that come from that, that particular situation. But sometimes you get these two offshoots and they're going along and they run parallel to one another and one's producing fruit and one has no fruit, yet they're both taking up nutrients. So obviously you've got to cut off the one that's not producing fruit in order that the nutrients can flow to the one that is producing fruit and produce more. That, can, that also puts um, verse 2 in context in terms of being cut off. I know some people are concerned about that one. We'll cover that another time. But in our lives, I think sometimes we're doing stuff we don't need to do. We just don't need to do. And the vine dresser helps us to break free. That's being dressed. <clears throat> also, you get the situation where a branch is growing towards the ground and it gets into the dirt. And obviously in that situation, it would need cleaning, 
It would need lifting up and supporting so it can grow upwards again. Again, that's dressing. And in our situation, sometimes we fall and we feel condemned, we feel unworthy, we feel in the dirt, we feel separated from God. And the patient vine dresser waits for us with grace and forgiveness and welcomes us back. That's being dressed. Other branches can't carry the weight of the fruit. They've got so much fruit they can't carry the weight. So either they want pruning or they want tying on to a stronger branch so the weight is shared. And that can apply in our lives. Sometimes we need someone to walk with us through a situation. Other times we're just spreading ourselves too thinly. And you know what? The vine dresser sees that and he cares. So maybe you need to let the vine dresser take some weight off you. Maybe you need to let him dress you as well. Another situation the vine dresser finds is when branches get kind of tangled with one another. So neither grows to their best. Neither grows properly. One of them can actually be unhealthy and wither. So what the vine dresser does is he gently separates them. You have to do it very gently and trains them to go their own way, go their proper way. And that's like us. You know, we can be in that situation. Sometimes people can drain you and it can become almost smothering that your health and your, your growth can be restricted. But the good news is the vine dresser can gently separate you from what's not good for you. He, that's called dressing you. If you like, he can protect you from pests. And that's something that he does with the vines as well. <clears throat> And that leads on to another example when a branch could be damaged or diseased. The vine dresser will clean the branch, cut off the bad bits so that the infection can't spread. You may have to give, give support or support it till it's healed up, till it's strong enough to grow again. And that can happen to us. Maybe you're getting dressed at the moment. You know, Jesus did come to bind up the brokenhearted. So the vine dresser will change lives. He'll restore, he'll refresh that's called dressing. And there's just many, many ways in which a vine dresser will dress the vines. That's just some of them, but it shows you the extent of the, the care and the, the love and the attention that he gives each plant individually. <clears throat> so by way of application, the question remains, are you properly dressed? I love the picture of my father being the vine dresser. God the Father working with God the Son through God the Holy Spirit. It's just a wonderful picture of love and care and the vine dresser dressing the branches. But of course, it's all for a purpose. The Father wants fruit. So that's the question for us. Are you properly dressed? Because if your purpose is to produce fruit, you need to be. Let me make three points. Number one, did you notice that everything the vine dresser does in dressing the branches is to do with helping them get the best flow of sap, the best flow of life from the vine? It's like Jesus saying, when I'm gone, my Father, by the Holy Spirit, will dress you to help you stay connected to me. Why? So your fruit can grow. Number two, it helps us in all this to understand our roles, I think. The vine dresser is obviously the boss. Jesus is the vine. He's the source of life. And he says that we are the branches. So we've got a job 
And the job is summed up in one word, and it appears 40 times in John's gospel, this word. It appears 27 times in John's letters that the um, PCF men's WhatsApp group have just been looking at. And that word appears 11 times in this passage in John 15. And in your Bible, the word might be abide, it might be remain, it might be stay connected, which is all to do with producing fruit. But you know, it's that simple. Let him dress you and stay connected. You stay connected by prayer, by the word, by worship, by church, just spending time with God. If we do that, the fruit will follow. And of course, it's very, very important because we know that if we're not connected, like a branch, we'll dry up, we'll wither. Our spiritual life dies and we get cut off. That's number two. But thirdly, interestingly, the best grapes and the best wine come from the bunches closest to the vine. The best come from the area closest to the vine, not at the end of the branches, just nearest the vine. So we've got to be connected. But to do that, we need to realize that being connected is not a passive thing. It's not passive. The word or remain remain or abide carries the meaning to, to dwell, to, to stay, to make your home with someone or in some place. Jesus uses that word in John 14, uh, 23, when he says, if you love me, my father and I will come to you and make our home with you. Make our home with you. You see, that's the word, remain. John 8, 31 to 32, you, you know that one. It says, if you continue my teaching, you'll, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. That word continue there is the same word. It means to stay, to dwell, to live, to abide, to live out the teaching. So Jesus is saying, if you live out my teaching, then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. So all that shows us is this, this word is an, it's not a passive word, it's an active word, it's an intentional thing. Asking him to dress you, asking him to clean you up so that you get better connected, so you can dwell, you can live closer to Jesus. Now, in the Bible, good fruit is a measure of salvation. If you, if you read Matthew 7, you'll see... It talks about good trees producing good fruit, bad trees don't, so we've got to chop them down. And so it goes on. It's a measure of connectedness. And Father does want fruit. So here's the question then. What fruit is the vine dresser looking for? Well, that's a subject in itself, and we haven't got much time uh, today to look at that. <clears throat> but I would say it definitely would relate to Christ-likeness. Christ-like character, Christ-like conduct, Christ-like witness, Christ-likeness. And in this passage, other fruits mentioned. Verse 7 talks about prayer. Verse 9 talks about love. Verse 11 talks about joy. Prayer, love, and joy. That's good fruit. So I guess you could also include all the fruits of the Spirit. But maybe, just maybe, you're struggling at the moment to see much fruit in your life. Well, I want to say, be encouraged. Do you know that when branches are, are being dressed, there may not be much fruit, but the vine dresser knows that. He's well aware of that. So don't worry about that. Just be encouraged.
others may be feeling that you're not seeing much fruit in your life and it gets you down, you get discouraged and you feel a failure when you look at others. Now I want you to be honest with yourself on that, but please, please do not compare yourself with other people. Everyone's different. We'll all have different fruit and different varieties. Remember Wayne preached on the parable of the sower. Even in the good soil, some produce 30-fold, some produce 60-fold, some produce 100-fold. It varies, doesn't it? Here in John 15, Jesus mentions no fruit. He mentions some fruit. He mentioned, mentions more fruit. And then he mentions much fruit. Just, there's just a variety there. So just as grape harvests vary with the sun and the rain and the soil and the type of grape, the climate and so on, so there's 101 factors involved, so our fruit will vary in quality and quantity and type. So be encouraged. Another thing is, um, often in a vineyard, it looks like there's no fruit on the branch, but the smart vine dresser knows it's there. So what, what he'll do is he'll dress the branch by cutting back the leaves a bit so the grapes can get the sun. And also, the grapes will then be visible to the harvesters. And for us, can I just say, you've probably got more fruit in your life than you know, but being dressed reveals the fruit. So please let him dress you. Be encouraged. And of course, we need to remember that fruit does not grow overnight. The Bible talks about seed time and harvest. And I love how Andy Elms puts that. He divides it into three, seed and time and harvest. And he says that we, we, don't, we, we don't mind the seed time. That's good when we're sowing. He doesn't, we don't mind the sowing. And we love the harvest, but the bit in the middle, the time, is the, is the, is the part we don't actually like because we're not very good at waiting. We're not good at waiting. But here's the thing. The vine dresser is. The vine dresser is patient. He knows there are seasons. He knows vines need a time of rest. He knows grapes don't come in the winter time. So just, just hang in. Focus on your connection and the fruit will come. So I hope what I'm saying today is helpful to us all. I really would want to, everyone to be encouraged and to know the vine dresser so wants you and me to let him in, to let him dress us so the life of Jesus can flow. And as it flows, we can fulfill our God-ordained purpose. It's a God-ordained purpose that we would produce fruit. And it says in verse 8, we would produce fruit to his glory. Imagine that. We can bring glory to God by just letting him produce fruit in our lives. How good is that? I love that. Two thoughts to finish. <clears throat> Firstly, you may be going through a dry time. Can I just say the vine dresser is not afraid of dry times? It's normal. I was reading about um, an Italian vine dresser called Aldo, who's about 80 years old, and his, his vines were even older. And um, he had a family-run vineyard, and it was the best vineyard for, for miles around. The, the neighboring vineyards didn't produce such good wines or such good quality. And um, But one year there was a... But they were mainly commercial vineyards. And one year there was a terrible drought. There was no rain. 
there's water, no water. So the, the vineyards round about put in fancy irrigation systems for the vines to feed them. But Aldo didn't. He, he, by hand, he watered the newer plants. By hand, he watered the sick ones. But the rest of them, he just left. And of course, what happened was <clears throat> they didn't get a great harvest that year. Unlike most years, his was the worst harvest in the whole area. <clears throat> but the next year, when it came to harvest time, guess what? His grapes were better than ever. He had the best grapes for miles around. They were the most luscious, juicy, perfect grapes. Because what had happened was this. In the, in the drought time, the branches keep drawing on the vine for sap. So what the vine does, it puts its roots down further and further and further. And as the roots went deeper, searching out nutrients and searching out moisture and searching out goodness, they, um, they got much stronger roots. So what happens was short term, the fruit was affected. But longer term, he had healthier, stronger plants that produced much better fruit in quantity and quality. What's the point? The point is this, you might be having a dry time, but what I want to say is stay connected in the dry time and develop deeper roots, deeper roots. Kate spoke a bit about that at Prayer and Presence the other week. Deeper roots, because we've got to trust the vine dresser. He actually knows what he's doing. That's the first closing point. <clears throat> the second one is this, and this is my final thought. Good wines will often have the vine dresser's name on the bottle. Here's, here's a picture of one I happen to have, which is a, was a lovely um, Portuguese wine, uh, fourth generation vine dresser. And his name's on the bottle. But he only puts his name on the bottle when he's satisfied, because his name is very important. His, he puts his reputation on the line when he signs that thing. If his name's there, you know that he approves. You know that he's used all his experience, all his heritage, all his ability, and then he's given it the seal of approval. And I want to say to you today, just be encouraged because you also are sealed. As you see here, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13. When you believed in Christ, you were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. You were. It wasn't something you looked for, but you were. God marked you with that seal of approval. Earlier on in the same chapter, it says you are accepted in the beloved. So you bear God's seal of approval. So the message today is hang in there. Stay connected. Get your roots down. Let the vine dresser dress you and let your fruit grow to his glory. Amen. Amen.